This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by WarbyParker.com. Get a free five-day home try-on at WarbyParkerTrial.com slash red. Five pairs, five days, 100% free. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country, And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back-of-the-packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 84 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Of course, I am your host, Amy. And I am your co-host, Dana. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast, the podcast where we show you where to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Yes, and we are gearing up for one. Boy, are we. We did not travel this week. Nope. No, but we are in the gearing up mode. We are counting down. It is almost time to wine and dine. The place where it all started. Yeah, so the exciting. race from whence all others came. <laughs> and a cheap excuse to go back to Disney once a year at least. Of course. Well, I don't know about a cheap excuse. An it's excuse. not cheap. There's no it's such thing cheap. as a cheap excuse to go to Disney. <laughs> It's not cheap, but we did get a gift card with our race entry. We got a gift card with our race entry that we paid for. Okay. Well. A lot of money for. I mean. Okay. But they gave us back our money on a pretty gift card. Yeah. (laughs) That was nice of them. Some of it. Some of it. Some of it. A very, very nominal amount. We're in this silly mode right now, let me tell you, because (laughs) this is the last week before our race weekend. (laughs) And it's it's famously called the tapering process or the, the taper. So in the running portion of our show tonight, we're going to talk about the advice we received on social media from all of you in the Runcation Nation about the taper and how we feel about how the taper's going. We're going to talk about an Oktoberfest celebration that we visited in terms of the eating and drinking portion of our show. And then we're going to look ahead. Yeah. To the fabulous weekend that we are, in fact, counting down to. We're just a couple of days away. Yes. Hard to believe. Mm. But so. yeah, so the taper, this is something you introduced me to. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, I thought you knew about it. No, the whole running thing is something you introduced me to. Well, that's true. <laughs> and so every time a new technical term comes, I'm like, Amy, what is this? That is not a technical term. It absolutely is a technical <laughs> term. Well... It's a term. It's a running-related term. (laughs) And it's somewhat technical. So after the last long run, as I understand the taper to be, you know, in your last days prior to a race, you are not really piling on the mileage. You're not really doing any hardcore speed work race preparation. I can agree with that. I have done very little race <laughs> prep this week. It's been all about the day job and yeah. actually resting. I was yeah. a little sore from last weekend and yeah. from physical therapy. So I've been doing a little bit of rest and some mm-hmm. stretching, as was advised by my physical therapist who said, 
your hips are really tight. You mm. should should do some hip openers and yeah. and work on that. So that's what I've been doing. What hip openers are you doing? The kind where you're sitting and then you put your feet, the, the flats of your feet together and pull your heels back towards your body and then you're pressing down on your knees ah. with your elbows. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's a yoga pose. I'll take your word for that. That I have seen in my practice as I have been doing some yoga this week. See? And trying to work out some of that tightness because I have been really tight in the calves and the quads and the hamstrings and especially in the hips and the IT band, I'm telling you. But somebody online who was responding to our request for tapering advice said she hated the taper because in the taper you get the race nerves and you do, uh, you feel every little ache and pain and you're like, oh my God, am I going to make it to the start line healthy, which is the goal, but your mind can get caught up in all of every little ache and pain. I wonder why that is because I, it's been true of me as well. And yeah. I think it's because you don't have the activity and it's going to sound funny, but you don't have the normal pain of running to focus on to kind of go, no, no, this is normal. And I think it's because you don't have that running as a stress outlet. Also true. That's what I think it is. And so that all that pent up stress, because it's good stress because you've trained, you're looking forward to the race, you're going to have some fun. But it's also a goal that means a lot that you've invested a lot of time into and a lot of hard work and you want to see it pay off. Well, we, we've been on both sides of that, uh, having trained and then got the flu when we trained for, oh. for the Disney Marathon weekend yep. several mm. years ago. Yeah, And then we've had the, the success of going out and running and getting a PR last year at Jeff's race. So, right. You know, it's... Yeah, it's it's a weird in-between time. And then if you've got other stuff going on, whether it's work stress, family stress, uh, you know, the neighbor's dogs are barking too late, you name it. Right. You know, the being in that taper, I think, exacerbates every little thing. Mm, both in your mental game and then also, like, which is physically what you're feeling. Mm-hmm even if it's in your imagination. <laughs> but we solicited your feedback to deal with all of this. And what, pray tell, did the members of the Runcation Nation have well, for us? Because <clears throat> it had to be better than my initial plan, which was I'm going to sit on the couch and play Xbox. Well, I mean, isn't that part of your taper? Isn't that part of a taper? It's part of mine. Yeah, I mean, I don't play Xbox, but that's, you know, some recreational activity. But, so, you know Mike Bankhead. I might know Mike Bankhead. You, we might know. have heard of that guy. Yeah, we interviewed him. He is from the BR Guest podcast, Lizards Running Group. He is the administrator for that group, and he offered lots of tips and tricks for this upcoming weekend. Yeah. All right, Mike, hit us with <clears throat> your wisdom. And he said, what's a taper? That is not helpful. That was his wisdom. And he is he at he is at Wine and Dine. As we speak, he 
is enjoying all of Wine and Dine and has sent us recommendations via Twitter. Oh. Yeah. So Excellent. I'm just going to tell you, we have some recommendations from the man who knows Disney. All right. Let me tell you. So he said, what's a taper? So he may not have given us advice about the taper, but I think for the eating portion. Well, I yeah, don't know. We, he, could, we could read in. It. We could read into what Mike is saying there. What's a taper? Oh, don't think taper? about it. Oh, I guess. Oh, he did the reverse psychology yeah. type thing on us, didn't he? Okay, Mike, you've redeemed yourself. You're wise beyond your years. Oh, I see now. I see now. See, you figured it out. You men. Took me a second. You, you're, you're smarty. You're smarty. Now, Michael Leslie, who is known as Run Diz Nerd on Instagram, he says, best advice, relax, don't stress it. You put in the work, and now it's time to set yourself up for an amazing race. Trust in your training to this point, and the rest will take care of itself. That is really good advice. I mean, there comes a point where you've done everything you can do. And that's the last long run before your race. Right. I you've mean, done it. You're not yeah. going to add any more endurance. And even if you try to squeeze in one last um, speed work run, mm. I don't think it's going to be the thing that makes or breaks you. It isn't. And really, the only thing that, that I did this week to... To A, try and break in some new shoes. Well, that's important. That's yeah. a totally different animal. And not so much as you have to break them in if you have long-term, really reliable brands of shoes that you have trusted again and again. It's just, but you still have to break in new shoes and have to make sure that you're comfortable in them. You never want to run a race in brand new shoes. But the only thing that I did was just try out a couple of different run-walk ratios so I kind of felt comfortable and confident that I had made the right decision Yeah. in my ratio. Now, Suzanne from the Extra Mile podcast group says, the taper is just an extended rest day. I always run better after a good rest day. So the taper doesn't bother me. That is what she said. It's a good way to look at it, I think. Yeah. So she, and then she hashtagged it, mind games for runners. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I call her a smart lady. A very smart lady. I would agree. And Marathon Marco on Instagram. Okay. You know him, right? Marco Cicetto. Yes. The man, the myth, the legend who we met at oh. the Anchorage Run Fest. Yes. Who set world record. record. Setter. World record at Boston, and then again at Chicago, most recently at the beginning of October. Awesome, incredible, inspiring speaker and runner. He says, eat well, hydrate, enough sleep, lots of positive self-talk, and do a virtual race execution plan mentally. Now, there's a lot that I like in that response. I've definitely been hydrating have you oh yeah yeah um at least gosh um two quarts of water a night i think i think i need to do a better job with that and eating well i mean we did meal we prep have. we i meal prepped for the whole week we're we basically have. cooking one meal a day for dinner here yeah. at home and it's it's all vegan for us until day seven then mm -hmm. it's everything at food and wine but 
That's beside the point. Well, that is that is our indulgence for accomplishing. Yes. And I want to focus on accomplishing and I'm I think his point is so great and I have been listening to Meb Kafleski's book on my commute to work in addition to some incredible podcasts to prepare for this weekend. Mm -hmm. But I've been listening to Meb's book, not 26 marathons, but run to overcome. Mm -hmm. And he talks about, Hey, do the virtual race execution prior to the night before the race. Because when you do it the night before the race, you're full of pre-race jitters anyway. And that can just, make it a restless kind of night of sleep, but leading up to, and in this tapering period, the virtual race execution that Marco Cicetto talks about, I, I think he and Meb are very, very right and nail it in talking about, it's not you're crushing the finish line and celebrating a victory, but what are you gonna do? What What are you going to step through in the race, you know, you're going to start off strong. You're going to have positive mental messages and mantras like we've gotten advice from Jeff Galloway about. And how? what are you going to do? You're going to execute your ratio. What are you going to do about nutrition, hydration, so that you have your plan clearly in your mind? And if you've done the race course, like we've done the race course, I think... If you imagine, you know, I'm going to make it to this point and then I'm going to focus to the next chunk of miles and or I'm just going to take it a mile at a time and I'll see this mile marker and I'll see this landmark on the in the Disney parks at Animal Kingdom at Hollywood Studios. And because I imagine that the course is going to be slightly different from what I've heard, but not overly different. I think the majority of the main segments of the course are going to be the same. Yeah. The reason for that is they want to use the large straightaways mm-hmm. of highway mm. as a area where runners can separate because they've experienced yeah. what happens when they try to do the tight congested areas first in a race. Bottlenecking. You get massive bottlenecking. Yeah. It overwhelms any of the the water stops that Mm -hmm. are there. They have no time to prep before runners arrive. So Mm -hmm. I think that the majority of the race courses are going to be, if not identical, they're going to be similar enough where we've run this segment before. We may be going into a different area Mm -hmm. now, but this segment, we got this. So I feel like we can do visualizations, or I've been doing a lot of visualizations like Marco is talking about. So I need to get on that. I've I think I have to hydrate more in terms of all of his advice. I really I really like asthmatic marathoner Bill's advice. Oh. More beer. He is a man wise behind beyond his years as well. You know, I don't know if it's the most practical advice. We've just gotten done talking about really practical advice. I don't really need your smart. Negativity. But I this may be one of my favorite pieces of advice. It may not be the advice you take before the race. Right. This may be the piece of advice you take after you've crossed the finish line. Right. And you get your medal. Right. And we have a tradition. We go out to the runner after party and yes. we go to 
pick up a post-race recovery beer. Right. And we do a little race recap mm-hmm. on video. Yeah. And we enjoy one of the beer offerings that they have at the post-race party. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to, they're local. If I'm not mistaken, maybe they are. I don't. I the think last that one they, we had out of Miami, I think last year. Yeah, I think that they're local, and I'm, air, I'm again great podcasting here, Dana. Air quotes cannot come across a microphone. He's air I'm quoting air right now. They're local, in that they are from Florida. Yeah, but they're not necessarily going to be in the local, Orlando area. Right, right, right. So that's. I, I just enjoy his. Well, I plan on following <laughs> advice. Actually, I, I plan on following all of the advice that we've gotten so far from the Runcation Nation. Anybody else? We have Sherry, who goes by Runs in a Skirt. Mm-hmm. I work on eating healthy, hydration, packing is the one that nobody has said yet in terms of making sure that you have your race wear and everything together. Make sure to actually get rest. Any runs, I keep slow and make sure not to exert too much energy. Yeah, well, I think that that is a smart thing to talk about, the packing. We actually uh-huh. could do like a, a quick bite and talk about packing. We could. That would be something maybe to consider. Hey, what do you yeah. take? You know, we, we try to have spares of certain things, mm. extras, because mm-hmm. you just never know. Something mm. can happen. And for us especially, having a two-day race event, Yes, if you get say an unexpected thunderstorm on day one and you're soaked and your shoes are soaked did you pack extra shoes if not how are you going to dry those out and have them ready for the next day things like that yeah a lot of good uh, tips tricks and tactics too i'm sure there are a lot out there that we could pool and share as well well that might be something to put out to the runcation Mm -hmm. nation yeah for sure because we got so much this week about the taper. Oh. So. Keep going. Uh, Keep it coming. This is good. So your friend from high school. Trong. Yeah. Trong. I see her picture. Yeah. Enjoy the taper. It's not easy, but it's a good opportunity to catch up on yoga, spin, and that cardio class you missed during training. Oh, stop. She's such an overachiever. She is. But it's a good point about the yoga. I don't. I don't. I've never taken a spin class. Me either. <laughs> um, I don't know that I could right now. I don't know that the knee is quite up for that. Yeah. Uh, or at least I'm going to lean on that excuse th- for this go round. Yeah. Um, but the yoga, and I'm just going to call it stretching because I'm my my stretching is not where and nowhere near as fancy as yours when you're doing yoga. I don't yoga. get fancy. You've got music and a class that you're taking online. I'm just sitting in front of the TV. So I think that she's got some really good stuff there. Hey, I just want to take this opportunity since she mentioned yoga to shout out Eckhart Yoga. Not a sponsor, but something that you've been using Mm. to great effect for the last couple of years now. And I pay for a membership, but before that, before I committed, I tried their free videos on YouTube. They have an Eckhart Yoga YouTube channel. And they have a great series that's free that you could check out uh, on that channel for runners. That really helps if you have the tight hips we're talking about, things to stay open and make running easier. Just my opinion, even though there are schools of thought that are against stretching. So at any rate, Eckhart Yoga is really great for that. Very moderate, mild, nice. Yeah. And Trung's... Advice is good, but the whole th- extra spin class. I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah. But I, I 
I like where your head's at. Mm -hmm. I just can't do it. For sure. So we got the, that's, I know that's most of the feedback that I was able to collect. Okay. On our social media channel. So thank you to everyone in the Runcation Nation who submitted tips and tricks to help us and for us to share with all of you. And Trung, maybe one day I'll be motivated enough to do extra cardio and during my taper week. Maybe. I'm sorry. I'll try to live up to Aww. your expectations. Uh, and if you can hear her in the background, our, oh, do- yeah. our dog has decided she wants to be part of the podcast. So yes. you may hear the occasional uh, bark, bark. In, in the distance there. That's just her. She's having some fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think she was objecting to the cardio class, maybe. Or she was jealous that we didn't bring her doggy bag from what we're about to talk about <gasps> next. Oh, nice little segue I for do what you. I can. Look at you. Yes. We had a great celebration of Oktoberfest at Big Storm Brewing, but, you know, Oktoberfest is all October long. And in our town, it's especially the last two weekends in October. Mm. Um, that's when our local German-American social club has one of the largest Oktoberfests in the southeastern United States. Mm, it's, servicing it's huge, yeah. Tens of thousands of people each weekend. Yeah. And many uh, local establishments do something special because maybe you don't want to go to that big event, but you want to have a little taste of home if you are from that area or your, your ancestors are from that area or you just want to be German for a day. Yes. So we headed to a place that we have covered on the podcast before, Coastal Days Brewery in Fort Myers. It's not one that we've been to a lot because it's a bit of a drive. Oh, there's the dog. There she again. is again. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a drive for sure. us, but it's actually worth the drive. And the more that we go there, the more that I'm liking this place. Well, I love the nautical theme inside. I just, I like the cement tables and the witty little quotes on the wall that are nautically themed. And what I love about the brewery scene in general <laughs> is they tend to partner with food trucks. Amazing food trucks. Or restaurants or yeah. pop-ups. And mm-hmm. that is exactly what we had here for our eat portion. So we went to a brewery to eat. Well, yes. The meat cottage was at Coastal Days. The meat cottage. Mm-hmm. Which I had really not heard of, to be honest, until I saw... The Oktoberfest, that they were tapping their Oktoberfest brew, and they had the meat cottage coming for fabulous food. And I started to look at the pictures online about what they would offer, and my mouth began to water, and I, you know, we just had to go. And to give you an idea, folks, the meat cottage had Oktoberfest specials, including things like Bavarian Brewery Tender Pork Roast, Something called a brewery plate, meatballs with Bavarian slow-cooked pork roast sauce, Rhineland cabbage rolls, Kassler, Bavarian slaughterhouse plate, hunter schnitzel, and chicken schnitzel with French fries. I mean, come on. And we Mm -mm -mm. got ourselves a sampling Oh, we did. things to share with I one another. I do love that you share with me. So that we could get a taste of a little bit of everything. Mm. So you got the brewery plate, did you not? I did. 
I that's did. the one you got because then they offered on Saturday. We went there on Friday, but on Saturday they offered a Bavarian slaughterhouse plate. But you had the brewery plate, right? Yeah, I yep. had the brewery plate, and then you got the, the Hunter. Hunter Schnitzel, the Hunter style chicken schnitzel with fries. Well, why don't you start out and talk to us a little bit about your Hunter Schnitzel? Okay, so. I have a coworker who is from Germany and he says that the hunter style schnitzel is normally not breaded. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was giving me some of the insider tip of, about that, but this was breaded, pounded out and breaded chicken. And it was so perfectly cooked. And that was our other dog, Buck, who decided he wanted to be on the show, too. Yay! So after a brief biological timeout, we're back. <laughs> That's code for we had to go walk the dog. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's 90 pounds of dog barking at us right there. And so he, he will true. not be ignored. Uh, yeah. But anyway, you were talking about some delicious hunter schnitzel. Yes. Where meat, were we on that? The meat cottage had Oktoberfest weekend specials, one of which was the hunter-style chicken schnitzel with fries, which is what I ordered. And, I mean, it was a bunch of fries, and I probably could have just done with the the hunter-style chicken schnitzel. The fries were piled high, and then underneath was the perfectly breaded and cooked chicken that was pounded out. It had a... White wine mushroom cream sauce. I mean, the buttery velvetiness of that sauce. I'm a sucker for mushroom gravy anyway. Oh. Now you're putting it on juicy, tender, breaded chicken. Oh, it was. And it was so thin. Mm-hmm. It was so thin. Pork tender. Oh. I mean, we had plasticware and paper plates. We did we didn't really need, you know, metal silverware to be able to cut that up. That's actually a really good metric to to gauge that by. Yeah. So yeah, this is fork tender with a plastic fork. The mushrooms just added a hardiness and just I mean, like comfort food at yeah. its best. The only way this meal would have gotten better and we haven't gotten to mine yet would have been right. for it to be about 30 degrees cooler outside yeah still a little warm here mm-hmm. but man that food so good for yours was fantastic i loved it and mine which was the brewery plate yes this is a sampler if you will so you had a bavarian pork roast and this was a roast pork loin covered in i believe it's the same gravy that you had for the hunter schnitzel. Okay. A grilled Krakauer, which is a, traditionally it's a finely ground pork sausage that is uh, cooked, smoked and cooked, and salt mm. cooked. And it did taste smoky when you let me try it. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, long slender sausage, nice crispy casing, just fantastic and what a contrast to the next one 
a Bavarian onion sausage. And I had never, ever heard of that or this had it. This was a much coarser ground sausage. It was a much less firm texture, still uh, in a nice casing, but mm. it was softer in terms of the texture. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and it had a little more, I don't know, a little more mouthfeel to the to the meat inside of it, I thought. Mm. It was a different flavor altogether. It was not smoky, so it was quite a contrast. Mm-hmm. So, and, and a different, and texturally different, not as finely ground. Absolutely. Right? So, and, and the sauerkraut. You had sauerkraut. I went with sauerkraut instead of red cabbage. Yeah. Um, I also got a massive serving of French fries and that brown pork gravy from the from the pork roast. Mm. What a sampler. Mm. I, I mean, you had just this great medallion of white pork tenderloin covered with the gravy. You had that crispy Krakauer sausage. You had that Bavarian onion sausage, which was much heartier. Uh, you had, again, those the, the massive pile of French fries that you could use to sop up all that gravy. And then yeah. you had that tangy bite from the, por- from the sauerkraut. You had a sampling of such variety. Well, I can't settle. It's, it, it's almost like getting German tapas. Yeah. And we were able to, I had a little bit of yours, you had a little bit of mine. Yep. And we could just kind of break it up. And yeah. it was kind of nice also adding some chicken into that mix. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. There's just so much there. I mean, uh, it, wow. Can we just talk about, I mean, I loved my Hunter schnitzel. And that gravy, I could have just probably drank a cup of it if you had said <laughs> that in front of me. But We call that soup. Yeah. We also got potato salad. Oh, you stole my thunder. Oh, like I'm used to at Thanksgiving time in my family having a potato salad that is russet potatoes, uh, the relish, the pickle relish from the jar. Sweet pickle relish. Yeah, the sweet pickle relish and the and the egg and the uh, yellow mustard and mayonnaise, mayonnaise and white onion, yep. raw white onion. And a very traditional Southern preparation of, yeah. of potato salad. But this is different. This was not like yellow mustard forward. I don't think this had at a all. bit of yellow mustard in it at all. No, no. I I got dill from it. It was creamy. And I mean, I, I almost thought at first it had maybe tiny little bits of celery, but maybe not. Those were finely diced onion is that what that was? There was no celery that I could discern. Because it didn't have this. a bite like like raw white onion. It, it, it was onion. Okay. I looked at it carefully. Right. But what I wasn't 100% sure if was that if that was still mm. that we were getting or a little bit of parsley. because they. Well, I thought definitely parsley. So we were in agreement that I there was so. definitely parsley. There yeah. may have been a hint of dill in that. It, if it was, it was really subtle, but it didn't matter. It was so... Good. And it was so different than what we normally have mm-hmm. as a traditional Southern preparation of potato salad. Mm-hmm. So much so that we were like, oh, we need to go get some of that potato salad. We went out and got 
big sides for mm-hmm. each of us. Oh, so good. Just so fantastic. Good. It, very mild. It didn't have r- really any acidic bite, but it was really mm-hmm. leaning into the potato flavor and into the onion mm-hmm. and then just a little hint of the herb. It was great. We had enough food for an army. We did. And it was fantastic. So the meat cottage is doing it right. And we have now had several different food trucks that have amazing German food. Yes. So if you're coming down to Southwest Florida and you're in the mood for something, a a little taste of the Alps, so to speak, (laughs) you know, I, I think you've got some really good options out there. Whether oh. it's it's these fine folks here or some of the others that we've talked about here on the show, so mm-hmm. do a quick search on yeah. social media or on Google. You're not going to be disappointed, and when you see these guys at an event, a brewery, you've got to head over. Don't hesitate. Just Delicious. go get a plate of food. You will not regret it. Delicious food. You know, over this past week, our Runcation Nation helped me out in another way. They gave us fantastic taper tips. And before we get to the drink portion, I really do have to thank them for their feedback on all five pairs of glasses that I got in my Warby Parker trial at home. You were very busy on social media and you were getting a lot of feedback from people when you were showing them, here are the glasses I got. Yeah. I took pictures while I was on lunch from work and posted them and asked for some feedback about what do you think? What, which ones are your favorites? And even Warby Parker weighed in. They did. Yes. I saw that. Yeah. So I, I, got, I got lots of feedback and I appreciate that. And I could do it in my own time because I went to warbyparkertrial.com slash red for the runny drink podcast for the runny drink podcast and I took advantage of the five day five pair 100% free at home trial this is something for the runcation nation for our listeners to take advantage of Mm -hmm. and if you're looking at getting prescription glasses their glasses are high quality frames with prescription Mm -hmm. carrying case and cleaning Cleaning cloth. cloth Starting at $95. Yeah. So you do the in-home trial, the five pairs for five days. Mm -hmm. Pick some different styles that you like, like you did. I did. I picked, the five I picked were the Georgia, the Claire, the Thurston, Daisy, and Mitchell. And I posted those on Instagram and on Facebook, and I took a little poll. The overwhelming majority, I think, they really liked the Claire. They like the Claire, and I believe Warby Parker was even quite fond of the Claire. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that you are, you're, you're, you were waffling. Yeah, I like the Claire. I really do. But I think that I may order the Georgia. So you're telling me that the Runcation Nation helped you pick the glasses I'm going to be looking at on your face. Yes. That you're only going to spend about $95 to get delivered here to the house. Exactly. And, you know, they are so much less expensive than glasses that I've gotten in the past. I may be able to take them up on their opinion and get not only the Georgia, but the Claire. 
and have some money left over compared to the last couple of pairs of glasses you bought. I think so. I think so. All right. So uh, we've got some homework for you. You're going to be ordering uh, your glasses Uh then this week. Yes, I will. And we've got some homework for you folks. Go to warbyparkertrial.com slash red right now. Get your five-pair, five-day, 100% free in-home trial Pick the frames that you want to see. Let Warby Parker send them to you. Try them out. See how they look and feel. Look at them in different outfits and different lighting. Make up your mind and decide. And then when you're done, you ship them back in the postage paid mm-hmm. label box. is included and ship it right back in the same box. Yeah. Then you just go online and you order the pairs that you want from the comfort of your own home. Oh, he's supporting my choice of multiple pairs. I love it. Well, having gone through the pain of buying very expensive ones. Yes. You know. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Mix it up and get a couple of pairs for different occasions. And when you do, you are supporting the Runny Drink Podcast. And we thank Warby Parker for sponsoring this week's show. So... While we were there at Oktoberfest, of course, we had to have some delicious beer from Coastal Days Brewery. Yes. And when at an Oktoberfest celebration, there really is only a couple of appropriate things to drink, but they only had one specifically appropriate thing on tap that night. German style beer. German style Oktoberfest and beer. Oktoberfest specifically. to be exact, yes. And theirs is spelled a little odd. It's O-K-T-O-B-E-R-F-E-Z-T. Oktoberfest. And that's kind of a play on their name, Coastal Days, D-A-Y-Z. Yes. And theirs is described as follows. This is a 6.6% ABV Marzen lager that's full-bodied, rich, and toasty. The German malt aroma and residual caramel flavor comes from a focus on the Pilsen and Munich malt bill rather than on any particular hop characteristic an altogether delicious seasonal choice so it's about the malt so amy tell me what was your impression of the Oktoberfest from coastal days brewing well it does have a toasty flavor and it 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 is sweet but it's a different kind of sweet than say big storms Oktoberfest. different how it had like Not overly sweet, not like a dessert beer. This is not what I mean when I say it had a touch of caramel or butterscotch flavor. Plus, on the back end, and you commented first about this when we were trying it. You said it was like a salty touch on the back of the throat at the end. And And you're right. But it's a different kind of sweetness than the one at Big Storm. So I think it has to do with the malts they describe. I like this. I It's just so interesting how you can try an Oktoberfest beer in different places and have just subtle, subtle differences, but still delicious flavor beer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't even know if the differences were all that subtle. I think if you were to sit these next to each other, say, sit oh, the Coastal color. Days next to Big Storm, next to, let's say, a bottled Sam Adams from the store. Sure. I think that you'd be able to tell huge differences across those three. Well, in the colors, I think. Color, body, 
and gen- general flavor profile. I agree with you. I think that there is a a it was a lighter body here in at Coastal Days. Yes. I think it was a lighter body yeah. than what we had at Big Storm mm-hmm. and probably a lighter body than you would get out of the bottle if mm-hmm. you were getting a an Oktoberfest like say a Sam or or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. But there was a a subtle malty sweetness. It was not a hoppy beer by any no. stretch. Definitely the toasted malts, the caramel f- note. I, I I totally get what you were talking about. Right. And then there was that weird thing at the back of my throat. It was, I don't know if it was uh, like a, I was perceiving it as a little bit salty. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a little bit of a residual sweetness that was just kind of only, you know, triggering in the back of my throat. But it was very good, very drinkable, but... You know, 6.6 yeah. 6 ABV, that's start to be an attention getter right there. Oh, yeah, but I would definitely have another pint of it. Oh, sure. This would be easily something you could you could have a couple of pints of, yeah. especially with a plate of food like we were having. Whoa. Oh, yes. Just fantastic yeah. options. And every t- the, this is our second time going for the show, and every beer that we've had from there has been a, a really good offering. They're doing some great stuff and this is not a big place. Uh, really relatively no. small brewery, right? Very modest tap room in terms of its seating capacity. I think you might be able to get 40 people in there. Hey, sounds like a it's cozy, good kind of party. Yeah. And, and they got some seating outside that probably mm-hmm. effectively doubles their, their seating capacity, but it's not a really big place. But it has such a great neighborhood feel. Everybody's really nice there. They have the sweetest dog behind the bar. Oh, it's so cute. Like this white uh, American bulldog puppy. I think they said it was three months old. Oh, very young. Very young. Very young. I think a little bit older than three months, they said. But but super cute. <gasps> Everybody was nice. Mm-hmm. And again, the combination of their beer, their Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. plus that food from... Meat Cottage, ah, what a great night. So good. So if you're down in Southwest Florida, this gives you a reason to go into the downtown waterfront area of downtown Fort Myers. Yeah, it's just beautiful, especially at night as the sun sets. Yeah. Mm, Gorgeous over Fort Myers. Also some great restaurants in that area as well. Mm -hmm. King's Kitchen Mm -hmm. and some other options in a very short walk or short drive from Downtown House of Pizza that we've talked about before. That's that's like two minutes away from there. Mm. So great options there. And this was a great way for us to enjoy the taper. Yeah. You know, and celebrate the last of Oktoberfest as we head into the first of November this weekend. Yeah. Fall is my favorite time of year. Well, maybe we'll get a little bit of fall weather as we <sighs> venture north to Orlando. I hope so. I really hope we're going to have some good weather for that race. I watched the video from last year. <sighs> it, it was very humid last year. All right, so we should prepare for that. Prepare it's not like we haven't prepared for that because we ran the southernmost. We did. So we've trained in the conditions. We know what it takes. We just have to execute. And we will. That we can cross the finish line after that, and we can explore and indulge the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. This is an annual pilgrimage for us. We go up to Disney, and we enjoy the Epcot Food and Wine Festival because at the World Showcase, as you go around that big lake, you get to pop in on the different displays they have at each country that's represented, and 
taste a sampling of the food that they are offering that is representative of that country. And they've begun to add things over the years that aren't necessarily specific to a particular country, but maybe a particular style of food instead. And we, every year, part of what we do in in doing research, we start looking at the menu offerings and kind of planning where the places are we want to hit. I mean, it's like the appetizer to our trip. It, it, it keeps us going and gives us something to look forward to. And we're online looking at all of those offerings or we're in the app that has all the offerings and how much they cost. And uh, Mike Bankhead gave us that tip when we interviewed him and Steph from Just Take a Dip on Instagram reiterated that earlier today. So looking at that and looking at the website... I I think we should talk a little bit about what we're looking most forward to. Okay. Like a little... A little teaser, a little teaser. appetizer, if you would. Yes. I hope we're headed in the right direction. I mean, we've started to get a little bit of feedback online and in our social media and in the Runcation Nation about where we should go to explore and indulge. And... One of my top choices is going to be by Test Track, and it's new, and it's called the Donut Box. That looks so interesting. And I'm hoping it doesn't disappoint. And what is what is it about that one that's jumping out at you? Clearly, it's donuts. Well, you know, if you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Runny Drink Podcast, or on Twitter at Runny Drink Pod, we post a daily coffee meme or coffee quote or something related to coffee because we love it. It's one of our favorite non-alcoholic beverages. Absolutely. And this kind of food stop here, the donut box, it has a beverage that is coffee themed and it also has donuts, of course. And a sweet corn fritter with Fresno and red pepper jelly seems so interesting to me. Maybe a little salty, maybe a little sweet, maybe a little spicy. And then the beverages, the black and white coffee cocktail garnished with a fresh yeast donut with chocolate espresso bean crumbles. That's a tongue twister. It, It looks great. That really does. And yeah. I love that they're adding some unique stuff each year. Speaking of unique stuff, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking for, forward to a little offering in a country that has an offering each year, but this looks so different, so unique. This is an offering in Japan Ooh. called Frothy Ramen. And this is chilled noodles and dashi broth with a light foam topping. <laughs> and they've got a photo of it online, and it basically looks like a ramen cappuccino a ramen cappuccino that's a good way to put it and yes. i'm i'm really curious about that i'm on a ramen kick here lately it's so good anything else that you're looking at trying it's so good well i'm thinking about ireland you know because i have scotch irish roots mhm and there is a roasted Irish sausage with Colcannon potatoes and onion gravy. But I heard online from one of our followers that the warm Irish cheddar cheese and stout dip 
with the Irish brown bread is to die for. I believe we had this last year, and I said that this is finally something that would give the soup in Canada a run for its money. Yes. And if you disagree with that, send us a note, info at runeatdrink.net or <laughs> 941-677-2733 and tell me why I'm wrong, but I'm not wrong. I it, Yeah, as I recall, we are going to just love that all over again, <laughs> but... There's also Bunratty Mead Honey Wine and a Guinness Bailey's Shake that looks interesting. Come on. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. What about you? Well, they've got another kind of a, a unique offering that's not specific to a country called the Wine and Dine Studio, and this is located at Future World West. And they are offering something that, I think it's very interesting because we've my first time ever having it was at what used to be called Downtown Disney is now called Disney Springs and it yes. was at Wolfgang Puck's restaurant and that was his butternut squash ravioli. Oh. Well, they are doing a version of butternut squash ravioli with a brown butter vinaigrette, mm. parmesan cheese, and pumpkin seeds, and they again on. Online here, I'm looking at the photo here. It oh. looks fantastic. So that is something that is very interesting to me. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to give that a shot too. Well. One more? Should we do one more? One more, why you not? want to do one more? I just, oh God, it's so hard to choose. But there is something new called the apple seed orchard. Okay. And you know how we're suckers for a good charcuterie. Of course. Well, apparently they have a charcuterie and cheese plate featuring Burton's Maplewood Farm Applejack Brandy Barrel Aged Maple Syrup on the pl- I've never heard of a charcuterie that has maple syrup on the plate. I think they just put all the I, right words I, together. That I would love, so I would have to have it. <laughs> they could actually rearrange those words in any order, and it would be acceptable. Well, and they also have a caramel apple popcorn that looks interesting, but they have a drink that's called the Apple Blossom Sky which has Fanta apple, ginger beer, Floodwall apple brandy, Burton's Maplewood Farm Applejack brandy barrel-aged syrup, and mini marshmallows. Hello? Okay. It seems like a great way to celebrate. I, I think you're absolutely right. That sounds amazing. So I think we'll try something new in the apple seed orchard. Okay. Well, my final one that I'm very curious about is something that's being offered at a place called Emile's Fromage Montage. Fromage. It's French. For cheese. Cheese. And they have something called the Alps, which is a warm raclette Swiss cheese with baby potatoes, corichons, and baguette. So they're basically taking this fantastic Swiss cheese. They're throwing it under a salamander. Then they are scraping that bubbly seared top off onto your plate on top of potatoes, serving it with cornichons, which are those little itty bitty dill pickles and then baguettes for, you know, for bread. So like a, like a charcuterie, but kind of warm melted cheese. Yeah. 
So very, very interesting oh. in the presentation. I'm going to take a look at it. These may not be the things that we talk about, but these are the things in looking at the menu that have piqued our interest. And I think that when you're there and you're walking around post-race and you're you're looking for what to try, maybe some things that are different strike your fancy. But right now, just the descriptions of all of these things, I mean, I'm thinking I want to try them, but who knows? It's going to be worth checking out, and yeah. we are going to be excited to bring you guys content from mm -hmm. the, the Walt Disney World Epcot Food yeah. and Wine Festival 2019. Yay! All, I believe, are going to be covering it over the course of the next two weeks. Is that correct? Yeah, we may. It depends on how much we explore and indulge. Well, we're, we have two races coming up, so we tend <laughs> to... We're, tend to break this one into yes, two true. and then there's so much food and beverage to cover probably going to be talking about this for the next couple of weeks yeah. to really give you an insider's look at yeah. what's going on around the world showcase at mm -hmm. epcot especially if you're planning your first trip maybe your first run disney race it will be a nice peek into this one if you're kind of weighing well do i run the princess do i run star wars do i do wine and dine it's kind of i, I think it'll be good in terms of the time of year and the offerings in terms of food and beverage, as well as the race course for both the 10K and the half and what you'll see. And if you're going to miss this course, I'll talk about it or we'll talk about it on the next episode that don't fret. There mm. are some other options sure. that are very similar mm -hmm. to the food and wine festival yes. Around other races that mm -hmm. are held there during the year. So we'll talk about those on the next episode. Yes, absolutely. But in the meantime, while we just wind down our taper, that will do it for this episode of the Runny Drink Podcast. And we would absolutely love a rating and review on Apple Podcasts for your favorite Runcation podcast, and that's the Runny Drink Podcast. You have no idea how helpful it is when you head over there and you leave a rating and a review. It helps us get served and helps other people mm. discover us. Yes. And we can't thank you enough. You would just take 30 seconds and head over there once you hit stop listening to this episode and mm -hmm. go do that. It really helps us out. Yeah, it helps our Runcation Nation grow. And if you happen to be a part of the Runcation Nation and you see us at the Wine and Dine Half Marathon weekend, please say hello. Please let us get a picture with you because we love meeting some of our audience that have contributed to the podcast and people that we have helped along the way. Absolutely. And if nothing else, we'd love to, you know, Raise a glass with you. Absolutely. At, at celebration at the end of the race. Yes. And maybe you'll give us suggestions for future races or destinations or talk about your hometown and where we should eat and drink when traveling to your area. Absolutely. And if you want to give us some of those recommendations, but not in person, that's mm. okay. We accept that. If you're not going to be there. Send us an email, info at runeatdrink.net. That's info at runeatdrink.net or... You can leave us a voicemail at 941-677-2733. If you'll leave a voicemail, give us your name, where you're calling from, keep it to about a minute, and tell us your thoughts and mm. where, on where we should go next to accomplish, explore, and indulge. For now, we hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening on your commute, your long run, your training runs. Best of luck in any upcoming races. And shout out and congratulations to everybody who ran the Marine Corps Marathon. Hoorah! And 
any other races this past weekend, but especially that one. It's a great race. We hope to get there someday. Congratulations. And that'll do it for this week. I'm your host, Amy. I'm your co-host, Dana. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.